1: Hey, everybody, welcome to the RotoWire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Jeff Erickson with Fred Zinke here. It's going to be about streaming targets for the second half
2: and a whole lot of news. Fred Zinke, how are you? I'm great, Jeff, uh, for this morning podcast, which we haven't ever done before.
1: Yeah, I know. Uh, I, I've done it for like the Thursday one. Uh, I'm starting, to, I'm going to do it tomorrow for football. Get Chris Harris from Harris Football tomorrow. I'm looking forward to nice. that. Um, and uh, hey, I, I like doing the morning sometimes, get it done. Then I have my XM
2: show right after that. I also have golf today, so I'll be done in the afternoon. It'll be nice. Are you a morning person? Like, I am definitely a morning person, not a night owl. Are you a morning person or, or a, night, really. a night owl? really.
1: So here's the deal. I, I don't like getting up, but once I'm up, I like being up early. Gotcha. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? Like, I love the early yeah. morning. I love being out there. I yeah. just don't like the actual process of waking up early. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. That makes sense. Yeah. So I sent a tweet out last night. Uh Anger, anger, reds, treat, uh, reds tweet, and uh, it caught fire. Uh, it, it, you know, it was about the, you know, about the reds and how they've stood pat all off season and now in the season, having this like house on fire bullpen and blowed and blew another game repeatedly last night. Um, and reds fans, uh, I, I think every single reds fan I have, uh, on, on my Twitter feed liked it. I think it, it got went viral. I mean, <laughs> um it's like because here's the thing they're gonna be like oh well we were gonna we were gonna trade but then we fell out of the race we were gonna add some relief pitchers we're gonna you know we're gonna try to get credit for saying we would have tried but they didn't try they didn't and they blew another game they they blew a couple over against the against the brewers over the weekend now they're like seven and a half eight out it just stinks man stinks when your team doesn't try
2: yeah i hear you I- I'm not in the trade negotiations. I wish I was. Um, I don't know if teams, I, I wonder sometimes if teams are like hesitant to sell their relievers until the deadline. Cause they want to try to get the best possible, like they don't want to, you know what I mean? Like if you're calling the, the Royals or the pirates or something, I don't know if they're hesitant to sell at this point, unless they're really blown away because they want to wait till the last minute or if that's possible, but but something that doesn't get discussed enough and it happens once in a while is a team like the Reds could add a couple relievers in June. And yeah. if, and if they fall out of the race, trade those relievers again, the week of the trade deadline and probably basically make it, you know, a zero sum deal where they give up a, Fairly low level prospect for a reliever, like how the Jays traded for Adam Simber and Trevor Richards. If the Jays fall out of the race and they wanted to deal both of those guys, they can deal them both here right. in in ten days and probably basically get back like the same value they gave for them. I mean, you run the small risk that the reliever stinks for you or gets hurt and you're stuck with them, but that's a pretty small risk. So, I understand your frustration. I don't know why these teams have to wait to the deadline. You can, you can get in and then get back out if you really have to. And it's not like you're asking them to trade for like a cleanup hitter. Like you're just asking them to, to add a couple serviceable bullpen arms.
1: Right. And here's the thing. It costs you next to nothing to add those
2: two believers. Yep.
1: Uh, yep. I think that's the important thing. Um, and in the case of the Jays, I mean, so, okay. You added a little bit of salary. You didn't give up much in the t- way of major, you know, possible major yep. league talent. Uh and in fact the the Jays traded who the Jays trade away to the Marlins
2: on that deal there it was uh Uh, Joe Panic was in that deal as far as major league talent and then Rowdy Telez was in the other deal so two two players who weren't really helping Toronto
1: right I mean they they are major league players nominally they're fringe Mm -hmm. major league players and that's what Mm -hmm. it cost you so uh yeah and you know it's you know, and you look at, meanwhile, look, look at who the Reds are using to get to game, uh, to finish games right now. Granted, they have some injuries. Sims, Antone, and Lorenzen back on the IL. They thought Lorenzen would be a big boost to that bullpen. He got hurt in his first game back, running the bases. <laughs> Thanks. Great. Uh, and, but, you know, they have one guy, one, count them one, who was on their, their bullpen last year, basically. That's a major leader, Amir Garrett. You know, they use Joss Oshich, a castoff from somewhere else. Brad Brock is a cast off from the Royals this spring. Keith Hembry, not good enough to make the Orioles bullpen. Although he's actually been pretty serviceable. Yeah, he season. has. Yep. But, you know, Sean Doolittle is the one guy, and you know, they signed this offseason for 1.5. Uh, and he was considered to be a guy that, you know, needed to be fixed. And guess what? Still needs to be fixed. <laughs> uh, you know, he's got a 450 area and a 159 whip. He's gotten a little bit better but not really. Uh, he, he got tagged pretty hard by the Brewers over the weekend, changed up his pitch mix because his stuff wasn't working. Um, that's what the Reds are trying to win with. They had, they, they, they can say they tried last year and they did. And I don't, I get them not signing Bauer. Yeah. That wasn't, that wasn't realistic that they were going to be able to get him back. But you know, I, I know I've gone over and over and over on this, but I need the therapy. So dare be, <laughs> I'm sorry, bear with me, folks. I'll be done in a second, but you know, it's just, and then they, they, they trade away Iglesias. We know this, uh, the litany again. And they said they were going to have the financial flexibility to address the team. They didn't. They had financial flexibility to put the money into the owner's pocket. That's what's so aggravating about this. When they have a team that could contend in a pretty weak division, it's only them and the Brewers yeah. right now. The Cubs are tearing it apart. The Cardinals, once they lost Flaherty, they were just a completely different team. Showed how fragile they were. you know. And at least the Cardinals tried this offseason. You know, I, the Reds—they yep. didn't, and that—that's what dri- bangs my head against the wall.
2: Yeah, I get it. It's yeah, the wild card is is not really an option for the Reds. It's just about catching the Brewers. And to catch the Brewers, they're seven and a half back now. And let, let's let say, had they added some a couple of relievers, maybe they could have been five, six and a half, five and a half, something like that out. Um, you know, you could get in striking distance. I mean, that's a big thing for your fans, to be in striking distance where you can say, hey, we've got, you know, these series against the Brewers in August and September. Like, if we could get a yeah. sweep here, if we could get a sweep in one and win two out of three in the other, like, like these things happen in baseball. And, you know, and you catch them. Um they're they're not giving themselves a chance to do that right now. Like it's it's just like picturing the Reds sweeping the Brewers with that bullpen. Uh, and I don't even think the Brewers are that good. They just pitch really well, like which is I, I guess which is really really. Important. It's not even but, that
1: hard to picture though, they Their starting pitching is pretty good. They yeah. went up to Milwaukee about a month ago, swept three games from in Milwaukee. Okay. Before the All Star break, they took three out of four from them in Milwaukee, but they just got swept over the weekend. So we have a, a, the recency bias. It's just frustrating. I mean, they're yeah. they're a good enough team to be this close. And yet, eh, they just won't. I mean, they're getting nothing from Suarez. That hurts a lot. Uh, they've had Senzel out for a long time. I can see all the excuses. And and there, there, are, there are good reasons that they're also excuses because they're not they, – they have done nothing to address the problems that they've had this year. And every team has problems. Your That's team, it. Your, yes. the Jays, was were, were without uh, George Springer a good portion of the year. They, they've they lost four relievers, five relievers zone. They went out yep. and traded for two relievers you know they may not be the top top of the line guys we'd all like to see every team add Kimbrell. but you know in the meantime that might not you, you, the cubs were probably waiting on Kimbrel to the last second get the best possible deal but they went out and got simber they went out and got uh richards you know and so they're 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 in third place they're still fighting they got a chance um yesterday didn't feel like they had a chance Ross Strickland no. gave them no chance yesterday oh boy He was so good for a while, but that's two bad ones in a row.
2: Yeah, and I think maybe we were all. The problem is, I think we were kind of all waiting for the other shoe to drop Mm -hmm. with stripping. Like I didn't, I don't, I think a lot of people didn't think this was sustainable. And now his ERA is over five. Now, obviously, it really blew up yesterday. Like that is, I said in our notes, like that we can't call it a gomber because I don't think anyone picked him up because he was probably already rostered. At least every, I think, in every twelve or fifteen, he was rostered, but. Holy moly! Like it was a two-start week. Monday night, one mm-hmm. out, six earned runs, no strikeouts. That is, it's a gomber.
1: It's a full-on gomber for me. I you think still you had gotta, to make I the decision to, to start
2: him. I, yeah, I guess. I thought. Yeah, I'm I think it's that, just a pickup. Oh, okay, I thought the true definition was a gomber it was be someone was someone you added from the waiver wire specifically for the two-start week, and then they. They burned you, so. But if, if it if you don't have to be at it from the waiver wire, then it's it's an ultimate gomber. So we'll see how he does on the weekend. Um, he made a bunch of comments. I don't know if you saw them, Jeff, after the game about basically about him being upset about the team going to Toronto. Like he spun it okay, like where he said like like I know we're all glad to go to Toronto, but he he just said like as someone with with a an infant an infant I think as a sign but an infant child. Um, you know he's his his wife and his child aren't going to come with him so he's not going to see them for a couple months and that's wearing on him and all of a sudden they're going to Toronto it was a it was a big buzzkill here just because like the when title did say win, that? he he said it after the game last night so he what? said, like, I wasn't hmm. mentally, I, I haven't been mentally right for a couple of days because, like, I'm stressed because we just moved from Florida to Buffalo and now I'm going to move from Buffalo to Toronto and my wife's going to stay with the infant son. And, you know, and I'm stressed and I'm not like mentally, I wasn't like in my best shape for the start yesterday. I, it, I, like, I get, like, so I get it. Like, that all these guys are people um and everything at the same time like i don't first of all i don't totally get why his wife and son can't come with him to toronto for a couple months like get a condo for a short-term lease or something he makes three million dollars this year like get a get a condo for a short-term lease i feel like this is a a fixable situation the border is opening if assuming they're vac, if they're vaccinated they can go around and do whatever they want as soon as they get here um because that's the rules for the blue jays coming back if they're not vaccinated well that's a totally different story They wouldn't be allowed to. So if they are vaccinated and I think the Jays have a pretty high number of players vaccinated. Like if, if his wife is as well, I don't know. I'm not like, but I don't know. I don't know. I would be very tentative using Ross tripling going forward from a pitching sense. And when someone tells you that they're not in a good mental state, I think you should believe them.
1: Yeah, of course. It's like, it's yeah. when a pitcher says he's hurting, he's hurting. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll, I'll say a couple things. One, this is a very real issue for these players. The same thing that kind of, you know, it, you know when, you, when you're a, not when you're in a transient mode like this, mm-hmm. it's got to be unsettling. It's it just yeah. it's the human condition that you, you don't have a, a, a stable place. I think the Raptors were hurt by that last year in, in basketball. I think, you know, you look at something like the, 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 the soccer teams in MLS, uh, uh, Canadian soccer teams that have to play in Utah right now. I think it hurts them. We 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 saw one team fire their coach there in Toronto. They they've been playing some pretty poor soccer. Uh, it, it's just it is it is hurtful. I think it is it is difficult. Two, I think it's lunacy to mention it right after you got torched in the start. Um, I, I think that there's you talk to your team about this. I understand it. You want people to understand, but you talk to the you know you know the team should have people in place for that. Um, and that's who you talk to about this. Uh, maybe he was asked directly. And so I, I could be a little bit, you know, I should be a b- little bit more understanding, but the timing comes off awful, right? You know, after you get torched in a start like this against your primary rival in your division right now, and at least the first place team in your division.
2: Right. So, so the buzzkill, kill, like, it's just, so, yeah. So you think, so the blue Jays just announced on Friday that they were coming home here in about 10 days, tickets are going on sale. For, for these games I think they can have 15,000 fans or something like that so tickets are going on sale like maybe even today I, I, I forget like I know people who are who are dying to get tickets they haven't been to a baseball game you know mm-hmm. in a year and a half or more whatever whatever it works out to like and and the buzz and like Bichette and all these guys are saying the right things like we can't wait to get back to Toronto and play in front of our fans in our home stadium and everything like that and then the Red Sox are coming into Buffalo and the Jays just swept Texas coming to the all-star break so it's like all right let's go the Red Sox are coming in. We're going to win this series. We're going to stay on this high and we're going to be home in 10 days and we're going to really make a run. And then like stripling just gives them no chance to win the first game of that series. And then just throws cold water all over the team coming home. And and, like, I get it. That guys are upset. Guys are upset after a bad start. At the same point, by the time he was interviewed, that bad start had been over for two and a half hours. Like maybe he hadn't totally worked it off, but like, like I know that they, they, like they talked to them maybe 20 minutes after the game, but his game ended like three hours before they talked to him. So, you know, maybe think it over in your head and and just be like, hey, okay, so I'm not going to talk about that publicly. Like he said, I'm going to talk about that with my teammates and my friends and my family and management and things like that. And just and I'll just say I didn't have it. He could have just said I just didn't have it tonight. And Boston has a good lineup, and you know, right. had tip. I will them, say but, this:
1: yeah. how many how many Jays fans are taking their cues from Ross Stripling? Uh, five,
2: N- None. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, probably yeah, none, um, Except except that they know we've got ground to make up and yeah. uh, especially on Boston but in the, in the wild card race too and they just momentum need as is the
1: play. next day's pitcher though although unfortunately totally. for the Jays it's not going to be Alec Manoa. that's uh, who is Thomas that, Hatch
2: yeah that's
1: a bigger buzzkill to me than what anything Stripling could say uh but that's also because it's in Manoa, you know they announced his the news on him right after rosters locked in AL Towers uh although I can do the midweek substitutions I don't really miss right. anything but I except I missed two starts this week now granted one of them was against the uh uh, Red Sox. And that's the thing. All these East teams are playing each other right now. Like you want to pick up Rock, uh, you know, Tanner Houck? Well, no, he gets to face the Jays and then the Jays again. And yeah. then the Rays. It's like, eh, you know, you know it, it's really a bad time when they're beating up on each other, you know, unless they're facing the Orioles. I mean, it's, it's really a tough, a tough uh, fit for these guys.
2: Yeah, absolutely. There's a good run here of, of divisional uh, AL East matchups, which is going to be hard on the pitchers. You may, It may come out okay with Manoa because they can backdate the IL stand, And I think that would maybe part of the decision-making. And I think there's at least a chance you could get two starts from him next week. So right. we'll see how, if he's back early next week, if this is just a thing where he slipped on the dugout steps and his back was a little sore and he couldn't start tomorrow and, or sorry, today now, like tomorrow when they made the move. And um and they said well let's just give it a week and we'll skip we'll skip you this time and you'll be back you know on Monday or something like that. Uh, they commented that they feel like their re- the relievers are actually really fresh because they played the seven-inning doubleheader and got good starting pitching on the weekend. Right. Uh, think a good starting pitching overall all weekend so they haven't used some of their relievers in a while. So they said we're really fresh to ha- to use, you know, six, seven guys tonight if, if necessary. Yeah.
1: Well that that'll be interesting to see uh, how that works out, but you know the thing is the, the, what what it will do though, is it's one of those pitchers that's going to either have to pitch on short rest or mm-hmm. do they have, or they have an off day like Thursday or something like that.
2: that, that I think they or? do not. No, no. Yeah, so, so they'll they're have to be cover kind of Sunday of now. Yeah. Yeah. They'll have to cover Sunday, which if the starting pitching goes like it's been, that could be another bullpen day. Like the way Ray and Ryu have thrown coming out of the break, maybe they'll feel comfortable doing another bullpen day or, or or they'll have to bring someone up for a start, but yeah, but then they could send that person down and bring Manoa up early next week. Yeah. So let's hope this back thing isn't really a big deal. He's a big dude. So that's not great. He's also a young guy though. and Young people usually recover a little quicker. So hopefully he's all right.
1: Yeah. Uh, but the problem is yesterday ended up being a, a bullpen day, ba- day by default. So yeah. uh, that, was, yeah. that was bad timing there. Yeah. All right. So we got our reds and blue Jays therapy out of the way, nice and <laughs> early. Uh, by the way, this this podcast is brought to you by WinBet, uh, winbet.com. Please uh, go use them if you can gamble in your locality. Um, let, let's jump into uh, it's Hosea Gray Day today. Yep. Uh, pretty excited about him. He's he's a pretty good prospect. Uh, the Dodgers, probably top pitching prospect, not even probably. He is their top pitching prospect, at least in the short term. James Anderson has him number 65 on his prospect rankings. He's going to de- debut today for the Dodgers and might be as a Uh, primary reliever might be as a starter. You know, he hasn't thrown that many innings so far this year. He's only pitched in four games, 15.2 innings. What do we expect out of him
2: right away? I expect good pitching. Like Dodgers pitchers are usually fantasy assets in terms of the ratios category. Like it's pretty rare that the Dodgers – Use a pitcher for a significant length of time, and, and he stinks as far as ratios go. And mm-hmm. Gray is is really talented. Like career two forty one ERA in the minors, career 0.93 WHIP. Um, it's about two hundred innings that he accomplished that in. So I'm expecting good pitching. It's just a matter of how much pitching. So it sounds like he's not going to start, um, but that could be a nice role for him if he's piggybacking off a starter. You know, and throwing innings four through seven or something like that, or four through six, that gives you good win potential. So, um, you know, if the, I was kind of looking at where he might go going forward, as far as like how much, does, how much does someone want him? Um, right. I think, I think in a daily league, I would pick him up for today. And then see how they use them and maybe how they use them for the rest of the week and where they go with this. Like, I, I get that there's a chance he could just go back to the minors at some point, um, you know, when Kershaw is ready to come back. I don't know what's going to happen with Bauer, if he'll ever be back. I don't think anyone has any idea. He could, he could be back in 10 days or or he could not come back all season. I don't think anyone knows. Right. So um as far as, but I think Gray's going to pitch well, so I'm interested in adding him. Uh, we'll see by next Sunday in NFBC how interested I am in adding him. It's just whether they're going to use him as like a three inning starter. At that point, it's it's Luis Patino all over again, except I maybe have a little higher hopes for Gray. But it's kind of Luis Patino. If, if 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 he's a three inning starter, I don't want him. If he's a three inning reliever, then I'm I'm kind of interested.
1: Right? Yeah, you're hoping he gets he becomes Ryan Yarbrough or something mm-hmm. like that. Although. Yeah. You know, or that he gets stretched out. I mean, the, here's the pro- yep. the problem for the Dodgers is they're down Kershaw right now. They're down Bauer, David Price. They're trying to stretch out. I think he threw four in his last time. That's going all right. Tony Gonsolin pitched last night, had no command. Once again, he he's a real problem for them right now. So basically, yep. they have Bueller and Urias that are the only guys that can go five right now. Um, yeah, I, that's a problem. That's a huge problem for the Dodgers, despite them playing well otherwise. You know, they're 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 really going to the soft underbelly, and when you I know they're going to get Canable back at some point, uh, but no Ferguson, no Conley. Uh, obviously, no Dustin May. He's not coming back. Who knows when Jimmy Nelson's going to be able to come back. They're thin. They're very thin right now.
2: Yeah, I'd say they're almost certain to add some starting pitching at the deadline, I, I think. like I think they have to. Um, but
1: the inventory I, I, is crap, Fred. I mean, it's, it is really bad. The best pitcher is probably going to be Kyle Gibson, who just got torched by the Tigers yesterday.
2: Yep. I don't really believe. Yep. I don't really believe in him. Uh, Yeah, you're right. And the Dodgers, like, I don't, they don't usually take crap at the deadline. Like, like I think of my guy, Tyler Anderson, I was kind of like Tyler Anderson. He's had a pretty okay season with the pirates. Yeah. Um, I I think he could eat like he he could have like a four, a four flat ERA. Maybe you get lucky and it's a three, six down the stretch for some team. Like you throw him on the Dodgers. He eats five innings. Every start gives up two or three runs, Josiah Gray follows him up something like that I think that at the very least but but there's gonna be a lot of teams who are gonna want him uh even though he's not that good just because there's so many teams out there that could use another starting pitcher so uh I think this Dodgers staff if it's if they're gonna win the World Series with this staff without Trevor Bauer coming back they would need to stretch Gray out and use the fact that he's thrown so few innings this year to actually use him as a starter the rest of the way can he handle that can like Maybe. I think there's some potential upside there, but I do think the Dodgers will be right at the front of the list. of team's trying to pick up a starter in the next 10 days.
1: Yeah, I think so too. And you know what? We say that the, the market is what it is. We don't really know if there, you know, some other team is going to see the market and see like, okay, Hey, we can make a killing. Maybe it'll be my Reds and they'll, they'll trade Sonny Gray or Luis yeah. Castillo or something.
2: Jose Brios, right? Yeah, like could Barrios be, yeah. could get traded could, if they yeah, could get I mean, enough for him.
1: Well, yeah, because they're trying to talk contract with them, and it hasn't gone anywhere so far. So that that might be your answer. There, you know, the, someone's gonna, you know, they're gonna jump in and see. Okay, I can, you know, although teams don't trade top prospects hardly anymore. So at least that that's the line. Uh, we'll see if that happens. But I'll tell you what, that would change. That would be the changer is if there's someone out there that says, okay, you know what, we're gonna throw our hat in the ring, play pitcher X. You're you're available if we get the right deal, and the Dodgers will say, okay, well, we'll, you know. Won't be Wilman Diaz probably, but, you know, maybe they, they will trade one of their top prospects because the Dodgers got it done with you, Darvish, a couple of years ago You know, in 2017, yeah. I guess that was. But, you know, someone might finally just say, OK, you know what? Our team is good enough. It's worth it. No one. We can make a big deal and nobody else can. That that might be how it happens. Um, maybe I'm just wish cashing. I like, I like big deals. I Max, want-
2: Scherzer. Max Scherzer is the other one I think of if the Nats decide yeah. to trade him, like he would, he's just like them getting Darvish, right? Like there, right. there's an ace or a one a ace with Bueller, or however, but like all of a sudden you add Max Scherzer and all of a sudden they're, I I think easily the the favorites to win the world series.
1: Or the Cubs trade Kyle Hendricks or something like that. Are they, you know, but even though that they're not talking about trading him, but you know, things happen. Uh yeah. And it, And, and even more so those guys are more attractive to other teams because you get them for more than just this half a season too. In the case of Hendricks, you know, uh, you know, whereas with Scherzer, it's completely a rental, you know, and that that's the difference too. So sometimes we we get so locked in on, okay, which contracts are expiring and all that. And a lot of teams are going to be that way too, because of the CBA. I mean, I think a lot of teams want to find like, you know, the, you know, the, uh, the expiring contract okay fine well as long as we don't have any outlays after this then that's fine but uh i don't know I, i'm i'm really hoping we see something big anything big yeah. uh, it just gives us something to talk about too uh before we uh, go into uh, streaming targets for the second half and more news a quick note from our uh, sponsors here
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with Indeed.
1: And that was a quick note. We are back. Uh, Okay, Fred, uh, let's talk about your article that went live on Yahoo, and I think it's very pertinent for right now. Who are we streaming against right now? Who are our favorite targets uh, we're going after when we're trying to find uh, guys off the waiver wire? Because let's face it, it's been hell trying to find pitchers off the waiver wire lately.
2: Yeah. So we've almost gotten to the point, I think, where I think other than the there's the there's a guy every couple of weeks who I'm kind of interested in, like maybe a Zach Thompson a few weeks ago and and guys like that. where you're like, okay, maybe there's some skills here. Beyond Mm -hmm. that, I find often when I'm filling up my last pitching spot, if I'm looking at the waiver wire, I'm almost not. I'm like, I don't like any of these players skills. So let me just find the person who has the best matchup. Like, I'll just, I mean, like, I, you know, I don't want John Lester, but if he's home to Arizona, well, you know, I'll give it Or a shot. the
1: Marlins, like yesterday,
2: you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, well yeah, and, two,
1: the two streamers yesterday that worked were guys that have gotten bombed recently, yeah. Lester and Caleb Smith. And Caleb
2: Smith, yep. And
1: I was at the Caleb Smith Dodger game. And so I'm like, in in my mind, I was like, not considering it. I was a bad fantasy player. Uh, I was a really bad, I, I used visual in-person bias to influence my decision is just completely outright dismiss the possibility of him being any good. Um, I just saw him nibble and nibble. Well, you don't have to nibble against the pirates. He didn't, he was fine. Uh, in fact, he was mad that he got taken out because the reliever let his inherited runner score. It could have been a much better outing if he could have gotten out of that seventh inning. But um, you know, the point is that was a successful stream. John Lester was a very successful stream. Uh, even homered, although you didn't get credit for that. But uh, you know, point is, you know, I, you really have to, you have to go with the matchups. And I think that those are two very good matchups.
2: Yeah. And I think, right. I think that's a great point. And I think with Caleb Smith, like my concern with him and I didn't use him anywhere for that start was that maybe he's been, maybe he was hiding an injury or, or dealing with an injury that they weren't talking mm-hmm. about, just because the previous start had been so bad. Um, but the streaming targets right now are ba- like basically all, all in the national league they're not all that's not true they're not all in the national league like seattle's a streaming target interestingly enough the orioles are a streaming target for righties but not for lefties uh the orioles are like top 10 and at times recently been top five in the league and ops against lefties so you be like a, a little more careful like these are the things that a little more advanced research i think can help with like if you've been streaming some lefties against the orioles i mean it hasn't gone so well so far i mean maybe you think it, it, that that's An aberration that's going to change and then by all means, go ahead. But so far this season, the sample size is starting to build up. They've been pretty good against lefties. So the targets are mostly in the national league. And you're seeing two of them play each other right now with the Diamondbacks and the pirates. And then I think the other two are right now are the Marlins and the Cubs. The, The Marlins have been like, it's weird. There's some interesting guys in that lineup. But they've been just consistently bad all season. Like all season, they've been like bottom five in OPS. They get Starling Marte back. They're still yeah. down there. You know, um, Adam Duvall has a few great games. They're still down there. Garrett Cooper had a few great games. They're still down there. Like they can't get out, And they're bad against lefties and they're bad against righties. And yeah. their part's good for pitching. The only thing about the Marlins that pauses me once in a while a little bit is at least their starter is probably going to throw well. So to get a win you need to throw just a little better where it's like I'm like full steam ahead anytime a guy's facing the Diamondbacks or the Pirates and the Cubs are getting there for me because like they've been awful in the last like I think they're bottom 2 in OPS since June 1st right. um all those veterans are struggling those veterans are probably going to get traded some of them anyways but I don't think the other the ones to stay are necessarily going to come around uh, their rotation has some bright spots, but not a lot of them. So I think the Cubs are quickly becoming one of my favorite streaming targets. Yeah,
3: I
1: agree. Um, going back to the Marlins, Jess Chisholm on the I.L. Yeah. Jared Cooper on the I.L. now. And Chisholm's been on and off this year. Uh, same with Cooper, for that matter. Those are two guys that have actually played pretty well. And you take them away. Yeah, I agree. That They're a good target there. And, of course, the ballpark, too. It's a good ballpark to pitch in. So there's that right. as a factor, too. Yeah.
2: Um, I find, I was going to say, I find on Sundays when I'm doing my bids now, I'm like, I go through all the available pitchers and I think to myself, like, is there anyone here I like who I actually like? Like, I like their skills. I'm interested. You know what? Like I said, I, there was Zach Thompson a few weeks ago. I was kind of in on Bailey over at one point, Tristan McKenzie, a couple of weeks ago, I was interested in when he came back and had that nine strikeout game, like where I'm like, okay, I could see this person actually, you know, being in my lineup for several weeks and once we get through those players and lately the list of those players is some weeks zero and some weeks it's like one or two but it's really small then i just go to the schedule and i'm like okay well who plays the pirates who plays the diamondbacks who plays the marlins and you know who plays the cubs um so i'm just trying like that's where we're at and you're right like anyone who streamed and i didn't and any but anyone who streamed john john lester last night is, is really happy they did. And you can just go ahead and uh, hopefully his second start this week goes okay. But you can just go ahead and, and drop him. And we and I find we get really, in, in fantasy, we get really into two-start pitchers. Like there's so many articles and podcasts and everything about two-start pitchers. But we don't talk about just, like, the, the one-start pitcher, the guy on a Wednesday who's at home to Colorado. Right. And Colorado on the road is so bad. Like if, it, like, if you get a one-start guy home to Colorado, you should probably take it.
1: The Rockies have nine road wins this year. Nine. Yeah, uh, that that's really revolting. Their uh, road
2: OPS is their road OPS is under 600 as a team. Like whole, and they're and they're probably trading their best player, Trevor Story, here in the, the good chance in the next ten days, and maybe someone else. CJ Cron, I think, is a prime target to get traded. So, 584 OPS, and they're going to get worse in the next yep. ten days.
1: Caleb Smith drew the Pirates and the Cubs this week. It's great. Uh, which. Yep i i I am donning the cone of shame. I do not like the yeah. cone of shame, but it's there nonetheless. uh Michael Conforto, a couple homers yesterday, courtesy of the Reds bullpen. see also uh but he in the last three days, he's doubled his home run count for the season, which speaks ba- about the, how poorly of a season he's had. but is are you is he back? Are we buying back in is it or is this just a red's aberration?
2: Well I'm sure the Reds didn't hurt but I I I think we've all felt like Conforto's going to come around. Yeah. Like like at some point like he's had injuries. I, I I could see I don't think like it's a ham like it was a hamstring earlier. Um I think he's going to come around. I I think he's a buy low and I think he's probably still a buy low. Like even like you can't you probably can't trade from this morning after the two homers. But if he has yeah. a couple quiet if he has two quiet games you know, maybe the Reds don't have to go into the bullpen as much tonight or something. But if he if he has a couple of quiet games, I think he's still a buy low. He's still at six homers, like he's still hitting two seventeen. Um, I don't know. Conforto is like a like a really really good player. Nine twenty seven OPS last season. I just can't see him staying down all year. Like if he had a shoulder injury or something, I I or, or a wrist or something, I'd be like, okay, well maybe it's just not going to happen. He'll need a full off season, but a hamstring for a guy who doesn't run like doesn't steal bases i think he could come back and hit 15 homers in the second half don't you i do i do i am buying yeah. back in but i was buying
1: to begin with too so there's some confirmation right. bias here just to you know this is my guy so yeah. uh you know i, I want to believe so but you know speaking of the mets uh bad bad outing from edwin diaz uh, he was another closer who was really good early who's not so good late uh, July 10th, is ERA was 286. It's now 430. That July 10th, that was a, a week, a big, yeah. basically a week's worth of games ago because we had the All-Star break in there. Yeah. So,
2: yikes. I don't know why Edwin Diaz can't be a good Mets closer, but, but so far, like he just can't. I, I don't know. And maybe this is nothing. Maybe he's going to come back around and it's fine but I mean, like his first season with the Mets, 559 ERA. And then last season, he just blew the closers role right out of the gate and then yep. pitched well and then pitched well, but never really got it back. Like he got six saves, but you didn't want six saves when you took him, you know, right. as their closer. And then this year, everything's go. I I have no Edwin Diaz. I just didn't feel great about him. I just, he's just so inconsistent and in the control skills. And I don't know. I, and, and he had proved like he had proved me to be the fool all season up until the last few days. And now if you've assuming you you had it, if you have Edwin Diaz, you've had him in your lineup every day of the season and you've got a 4.30 era right now. So now you do yeah. have 19 saves, but he's got to convert the next one. Like I know he only gave up one run last night too. So it wasn't like a total disaster, right. but it comes off a disaster. The, the previous one was four runs. Like right. he, he I think he gets their next save chance, don't you? Yeah, I don't Unless think it's tonight. Maybe not tonight.
1: Well, no, because everybody else pitched. It was a long so. extra inning game. Lugo pitched. May pitched. I mean, you could see maybe Trevor May.
2: Yep. But yeah, like the the reason I could see him not getting tonight is just that he's had a couple, like three bad outings in a row. So you know, maybe they back off him for a couple of days and just so that this whole thing doesn't snowball. But yeah, Trevor May threw eight pitches last night. So. So yeah. he should be, so he could be available. Um He had Trevor may has their last two saves. Yeah. So like, like in the last two days, he has two saves. So I'm assuming he's the guy. If, if they move off Diaz at some point, so well, it's not
1: Lugo, Lugo hasn't pitched well lately either. No, no,
2: no, and I guess I'm
1: furtively checking right now to see if Trevor May is available on friends and family. Ah,
2: This but is so- why I never get anyone in Yahoo friends and family. And I've been up, I've been awake this morning for hours And I, and I wrote the show notes to get ready and mentioned that Diaz, and I still never went to the Yahoo friends and family. I don't think I've signed anyone good in that league for months. I just never think of it. I, well, I think of it. I just think of it too late.
1: Well, I guarantee you he's already gone, but I'm, I'm I'm sure he probably went
2: last night at some point when I was like falling asleep or something. There's a
1: Rasbo guy. I'm sure that took no funston funston has him. There you go. That's someone I don't even see usually making moves. Good job, Brandon. Uh, but, uh, yeah.
2: Lugo's actually been like pretty good this year. He ha- he has the that awful. He just has that awful outing, like the last, like previous to last night, like he the five oh, he runs in two thirds.
1: That just killed you because you know the thing yeah. is, I used him for the short half week because as a safe guy,
2: right? Yeah, and
1: there's oh, safety is an illusion. Good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, but I just talking about the Mets as far as considering him as a closer, they could, but I think they really value his ability to throw multiple innings sometimes. Mm-hmm. And and May doesn't do that at all. So yeah. I, I think May's the guy 47 to 12 strikeout to walk so far this year. You know, May hasn't been awesome this year, but he's been fine. Like if, if they need to back off Diaz, like Diaz needs to get convert his next save chance this could just be a bump in the road but we just like we always talk I don't know and now I'm just ranting but we always talk about Diaz I find in draft season as a top tier closer and then yeah. every year he just seems to have something since he's joined the Mets but right. even yeah since he's joined the Mets every year he seems to have something go wrong and he doesn't meet top tier closer expectations so I don't know is this just a, another year of like and is this just another the Mets are gonna Mets like Lindor's out DeGrom's out Diaz can't convert saves I, I don't know at least the Pirates gave them that one win on Sunday yeah that's right and just gave uh, that game away
1: they did that whole series was about giving it, yeah. it was yes. a
2: very odd series yeah
1: Uh you know Taiwan Walker with his thing and yeah oh yikes but yeah uh, all all around weird stuff going on we finally had uh, two good young players uh, become available. And Tal Wars, uh, you know, one of, you know, Brandon Marsh was actually available to be bid upon uh, in, in AL Tow, But, uh, and I I did get
2: him there, but Jaron Duran was available
1: in the NFBC and he batted second yesterday.
2: And he homered yesterday. Only went one for six, but whatever. Like That's they a scored, a, they scored a lot of runs and he homered. So yeah. it's all good. Um I would rather have Duran than Marsh the rest of the way, but I'm Me too. I'm quite interested in Marsh. Like I'm interested to see where the rest of this week goes. We've talked all season about how desperate the angels are for outfield help, Adam Eaton, notwithstanding. Um, and we always talk about it in the Joe Adele context, but maybe just, maybe it's not Adele. Maybe they leave Adele in the minors a lot longer to keep working on reducing the strikeouts and everything. And maybe it's Marsh. And so there's definitely an opportunity there for Marsh to, to run with it, and we don't seem to know yeah. how much power he has. But I think we can say that he he should. I mean, I guess Jared Kalnick is a sign that no one will for sure, but he should. Marsh should be able to hit for a decent average and get on base.
1: Yeah, I think so too.
2: So three hits last night. I, I I think he's interesting. I think he'll. I don't think he'll be super expensive on Sunday in the NFBC because he wasn't available right. Um, yeah, this think, past Sunday, but I, I think, think he'll he cost a be. bit. I yeah. think he'll.
1: I think it will be. I think it will be triple digits in most leagues. Interesting. Although you know that that maybe not because just the the amount of Fab remaining for every uh, and every it. league was is going to be a bit an issue there.
2: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was my thinking is that there's just not a lot of Fab out there. But and then. Also, I think it, it, we we know we are all so reactionary in these leagues that, like, if he's hitting 375 on Sunday, you're right; he's going for triple digits. If he's hitting 225, then I think he goes for like 50 in right. a lot of leagues with, lakes, with 10
1: strikeouts or something like yes, that. Yeah. So, um, he, yeah, I, I think it's. I don't think they intend to call up Adele anytime soon. No. Uh, I think the Marsh call up is an indicative of that because Marsh took time to get healthy and all that. And got the call. Whereas Adele, who's hitting for power still, I mean, you know, there's been no word of it. You know, Upton is still on the IL, Trout's still on the IL. Both will be coming back relatively soon. Yeah, I, I don't, I they yeah. may never call him up. I don't know. Yeah. If, just, if
2: they wanted to call up Adele, they would have, like, by now, like, right. It, it's late July. If they, like, the minor league season, I know it was delayed. It's been going forever now. Like, if they wanted Adele up, they don't want him up. I mean, maybe they bring them up in September or something. Uh, we'll see. I'm sure now that I said that, they'll bring up as soon as we're done recording. But uh, no, but in all seriousness, like, you're right. Trout's coming back. The Angels, by the way, are just another, I, like, I don't even, if I was an Angels fan, man, like, the amount of years they've wasted of Mike Trout. And now yeah. they're going to waste an, like, a like a once in a lifetime, maybe not, hopefully, but like, you a Tawny season that's one of the most memorable of our lifetime. And Trout another year. Like, that is, oh, that is really frustrating.
1: Yeah. Uh, they've tried, but they yeah. kind of only gone three-quarters of the way. Uh, it, I mean, let's face it. They got unlucky. I think they got unlucky that Dylan Bundy turned into a pumpkin. I mean, that yep. was, I don't know if they're, he's not getting good coaching. Uh, why he turned back into a pumpkin. Maybe he always was a pumpkin. They just got good luck, a good run from him last year. I don't know sandoval's showed some promise but the problem is i mean it's the pitching it's it's always been the pitching for them
2: that, that's it yes it, it, it's been the pitching and you know uh, yeah andrew haney like never meets expectations and yeah Otani's and otani has been really good pitching this year um but he doesn't eat like a ton of innings for them like he's going to finish the season with 130 innings or something like that. Like they're going to be good innings, but he's not going to carry your staff the right. way the way they're using him, which is fine. Like, obviously, he's incredibly valuable. Uh yeah, like you said, they've tried. They've signed Anthony Rendon, who hasn't worked out at all so far this year. Yeah. They've tried in the sense of they've tried, but they've stopped short of signing a bunch of pitching to really put the finishing touches on this roster. Like they're they're like Two successful starters away. And they seem to have a co- bad combination of they don't want to they don't want to pay for a good pitcher, uh, and they don't seem to have a good vision. Like, like not to pat my blue jays on the back, but how they quickly gobbled up Robbie Ray again in free agency and thought they had a plan for him, and it seems to have worked perfectly. Um, yeah. you know, they they grabbed Ryu and paid him a decent amount from the Dodgers, and he's worked in, and believed could he could be successful in the AL East, and he has been. So the Angels I've seen to be a bad combination of they don't want to just pay for the aces and they don't seem to be able to figure out how to take the other guys and figure out how to make them effective.
1: Yeah. yeah so, uh, 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 they news. did. And they traded for Iglesias. Mm-hmm. Um, they took a gamble on Quintana that hasn't worked out well. You know, Monday no. obviously hasn't Cobbs been just okay. I mean, they've tried at least, Uh you know, you know, they're not yeah. in the reds category where they just haven't tried. In fact, they took Iglesias from the reds. So,
2: you know, yeah, I, and, and I can't, can't castigate them too
1: much because they've actually been out there trying.
2: They have. They have. I wonder if they need to take a look at how they develop pitchers and how they work with their pitchers. Because, yeah, like yeah. guys like Quintana, like they got nothing out of him. And, and maybe he's just, maybe he's just done. But that's the kind of, lots of teams make those low priced gambles and they actually work out. And, yeah. Or at least work out better than a six. He has a six seventy ERA. Like they work and, and zero wins. Like at least like if they could have coaxed a four and a half, like a, like a ERA to him, like just a five inning starter with a four and a half ERA. And right now he had five wins. Like they just they haven't been able to do that.
1: Yep, you're right. Mitch Garver is back. Two solo homers uh, in the double header yesterday in the second game of the double header. He's got ten homers on the year. He's actually got an eight ninety six OPS. I don't think people realize that.
2: Yeah, this is a bounce back year for Garver. It just has been shortened by injury. Uh pretty impressive to see him Homer twice coming back. Um I think he's someone who needs to be picked up in. I don't know if he's still sitting. I don't play a lot of tw- I don't play a lot of 12s, any 12s with waivers. I have some drafts and holds, but not 12s with waivers. So maybe he was maybe he's sitting out there in some 12s because I felt like he kind of also like sneakily came off the IL yesterday. Like there wasn't much buzz yeah. about that. And um, to your
1: point, he was only starting 63% of main event leagues. He's hundred yeah. percent owned. Yeah. But, you know, I, I thought it was kind of noteworthy. Yeah. So he is only 64% owned in the 12s and only 48% started yesterday. Uh, yesterday, So, uh, so
2: he's out there. He needs to be added and in in all those other 32% of 12s. He needs to be added on Sunday, like for sure. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I and could and see him in some big, one catchers. I think too. Yeah, I was going to say I could see him in some one catcher. I I did check our friends and family for him. He's okay. already owned. he's already owned. But um, I think in some one catcher leagues, like I think I would take him over over some of the lower end guys that are being used in those leagues right now. Yeah, I'd agree.
1: Uh, we had a question on Garber. We might as well hit it now. I'll pull it up here. Uh, but let's, let's see here. Okay, who do you like the rest of the season? Oh, this is. I think this is easy. Kevin Kevin Kevrich was asking. Rest of season, you like Stassi or Garver more in head to head points? I think it's a slam dunk Garver,
2: right? And I like Stassi, but I like Garver a lot more. Yeah. So I think Stassi has his own Stassi has his own almost 900 OBP. So, or sorry, OPS. So, like Stassi's been great, but there's like a, a little bit of a track record there with Garver where, you know, he, he, can be really, really powerful. And Stassi still doesn't have a 10 homer season. Although I think like that's going to happen this year. And, and I think Stassi in a lot, like he's probably someone too, who's I think in the yahoos and things like when I write in the waiver wire columns, like Stassi is someone who's also under owned right now.
1: Yeah, he is. Um, so I think that's, and actually that's a good point because I guarantee you, you know, most people, I, I would bet you 75% of the people listening right now didn't know that Stassi was that good this year. Yeah. It might be fifty percent of the people talking right now that didn't know that Stassi was that good this year.
2: Yeah, and this is where it comes back to, especially in the one catcher leagues. Like, if if you if you're willing to put in the work, you can wait, 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 wait. Start with Yadier Molina, and then you know in the second last round, and then or last round, and then you can grind that catcher spot, and you know dump him at some point, and pick up Stassi, pick up guys like Garver, Um, you know, you can grind the catcher spot. It's a little harder to grind them in the two catcher leagues, although we have seen some guys like Stassi, who is widely available at times this year. uh, You can grind that second catcher spot if you're willing to work at it.
1: So here's the problem with Stassi. I mean, he's been very good. This is two years running. He's just not playing that much. Yeah. I mean, he's only played 40 games this year. He's only had 139 plate appearances. You know, you want to get a little, I mean, it's great that you're your second catcher. If you're in an only, you're loving this. Uh, You know, he had a, a pretty long IL stint. Yeah, it's a pretty yeah, long. I part. was going to
2: say, actually, has two IL stints. He has a really short one in April, yeah. and then yeah. a long one for a concussion. So I, if he, he, he could have been at 200 at bats by now, probably without yeah. uh, without them. So that's pretty good.
1: Yeah, Garber though has 10 homers in a, in a shorter period of time, and I, I want the pop. I want the chance for 10 homers the rest of the way. And yeah. as good as Stassi's been, I don't see that. I, I don't see that coming. And Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the Angels give him more playing time the rest of the way, but I, I think that they're pretty content just alternating he and Suzuki, who yeah. is, is not having a great year, uh, but has had other good years. He's actually having a really bad year. I didn't realize how bad Suzuki's been. <laughs> 294 slugging. Yeek. Yeah, Yeek. But that just shows that sometimes how quickly it can go, too.
2: Yeah. Stassi also has a 405 BABIP, which for a catcher is probably easily 100% points too high so yeah. it's 297 in his career and that's with that 405 influencing it like heavily this year so like that's 301 batting average is coming way down so at that point he kind of is garver with less power because garver's not gonna be a high average hitter but hopefully most seasons garver won't kill you i know he did in batting average at one point last year but um like yeah. stats he kind of he probably is garver just as far as batting average goes just and isn't quite as powerful right
1: that's right and so you know I, I think it's uh you get you, but yeah it's it just to me it's like it's not as much of a slam dunk as I thought it was going to be so yeah. thank you for the Kevin uh, the question Kevin it was a better question than I realized uh it, but I, I still prefer Garver but it's a lot closer than I thought let's mm-hmm. uh, a couple more topics before we get out of here uh Casey Mize, pitched very well it was in fact great need 54 pitches to get through four innings shut out four shutout innings had a big league against the Rangers you're like okay good easy win no they took him out after four innings. He only allowed one hit, no walks. What's uh, this dropped. is This is why you you hate. I mean, and he's only thrown three, four, and four the last. Three outings out here too. What's going on here, Fred?
2: Yeah, so this is a different plan. I my big concern. So I have Mize in one draft and hold. So mm-hmm. whatever, like I'll throw him in and not expect to win if I don't have anyone that week or whatever. But my bigger concern is that this is going to happen to Tarek Skubal at some point. Uh, yep. It's a different way of managing innings um, by the Tigers. I I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Like like from a non fantasy perspective, like I don't right, know right, right. wrong with the Tigers doing this. Uh, but you know we traditionally see teams like the Tigers just use guys like Mize till the beginning of September and then shut them down right run them up right. to 140 innings or something and then shut them down but let them make five and six and seven innings starts up until then The Tigers have this different plan now where Mize is so his last three outings he's thrown 56 50 and 54 pitches so they've clearly yeah. got a goal of keeping him to 60 or less um, and those starts all went okay and he still didn't throw more than four innings in any of them so uh, he's not going to win any more games and, and they're treating him as a starter. They're not going to just to get him wins. They're not going to have him piggyback off an opener. Like why would the Tigers buy? Like they want him to warm up and prep and, and go on the mound like a starter. But if they're going to yeah. pull him after three or four innings, I, I think Casey Myers might've uh, might be done winning games for this season.
1: Yeah. Cause I mean, he was as efficient as possible. 54 pitches yeah. through four innings is good. That's one really hit. Good. Yeah, yeah. One hit. No zero walks. walks. Yeah. No walks. You know, I'll say this though. You know what? Yeah, it sucks for us, but the Tigers—they have a plan. Yeah, I think it's pretty readily apparent they're not a bad team. Forty-four and fifty-one now. They've won four in a row. They're 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 ahead of two teams now in the division, and they're they're gaining on the uh, on Cleveland. I mean, good for them, uh, but bad for us. Very bad for us. Uh, very frustrating, and I fear you're right. Uh, Scooball will be in the same boat. Uh, this is a lo- different way of load management, and this is the way they're targeting it there. Uh, but yeah, I. I you know, Matt Manning gets a starter later this
2: week. I think he'll be on a similar track. In what in what leagues would you keep Mize? AL only, and that's it. Yeah, my my score sheet league uh, where yeah.
1: I, I don't care about the win. Uh, but yeah, yeah. If any league where I, I care about wins, I mean, I, I might I might hold him one more start just to see if they stay on this path. But yeah,
2: man, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah I could see that. I guess he's got one more start later this week, so you'll know. Right. you'll know by Sunday night um Royal but if he throws if, if he throws 50 pitches in his next start like like you're better off or just yeah you're better no you're better off to use just a long reliever just find someone who's been a long reliever and is, is throwing pretty well because in th- like that long reliever should get you two or three more wins at least if, like if you left them in your lineup the right. whole time they should get you two or three more wins um I just he he can't mathematically he can't win a game. If this I was is just
1: going to say there's zero chance for a win. As long so at so that point, that like what, he, and,
2: and he, and the other thing about Mize is he's not a strikeout pitcher and that's something we'll evaluate more when we do 2022 draft prep, but like his K per nine is 7.2 this year. That's really low in this era for, for like someone who's considered a good pitcher. So like, like it, when you're, when you're going to get three or four innings out of them, you're only getting like three strikeouts. So that would be the, like if, if he was really, really good and I was like, okay, he's going to make a four inning start and he's going to, or a three inning start, but he's going to strike out six and, you know, and be, and be lights out. Then I'd consider him but you're, what do you like? You're getting three or four innings. You're getting two or three strikeouts. It's just not yeah. good enough. I agree. Uh, one more
1: team. I want to talk about before we get out of here. Uh, the Baltimore Royals you uh, had put on our list. And you mentioned Spencer Watkins. You know, he, he pitched well again yesterday. Uh, shut down the Rays, got the win. Uh, allowed uh, just one run over six innings, seven Ks. I, I, I didn't see this coming at all. Tell me more about Spencer Watkins.
2: So I didn't see it coming either, and I don't buy it. I just can't. Do, I can't do it. Yeah. This start looks really good, um, and the Rays are good against righties. That was the other when I was working on splits and everything. Uh, the Rays are bad against lefties. Uh, right. so, so he, like the race should have been good against walk-ins and the Rays being bad against lefties makes sense. Like Brandon Lau, Austin Meadows, G-Man Troy, like these guys are all lefty bats with platoon splits. Like it makes sense. The Reds are good against, or the Rays are good against righties. So this start really comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, but the other two starts, like, like I watched him pitch against the Blue Jays. He, he, he held them off, but two strikeouts, three walks. I didn't see his white Sox start but four strikeouts, three walks. Like, like I think if Watkins was on a good team, I would take a chance. But I think just the uphill battle of being on maybe the worst, probably the worst team in the American League, I, I just think it's too much of an uphill battle. Hitter friendly home park. It was a good start, but I, I can't see me even putting in a $1 contingent bid on him on Sunday. I guess I'll have to look at what his matchup is next week, but I don't see who he's facing in the AL. Even the Mariners, I don't know if I'd want it Really use them yet?
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that. What about John Means returning tonight?
2: <sighs> that one's really interesting. So, w- if you had Means, would you activate him? I don't have any Means this year, and I wasn't against him in draft season. I just didn't quite get him. Would you activate him, knowing that they changed the rule on pitching substances? And there's the like, there's videos of Means that look a lot like he was using pitching substances before when he was off to this torrid start to the season. Like there was, there's, there's stuff out there that makes it seem like he was one of the guys, one of the many guys, but definitely someone who was benefiting from this. So he's coming back from injury and they've taken his substances away. Would you, would you sit it out and watch him for one start?
1: Absolutely. As I don't yeah. know how many innings he's even going to throw. We could be dealing with the Mize problem, you know, guys, guys coming back off of injuries. I almost certainly would want to, uh, you know, sit the, uh, in the first start there.
2: Yeah, I, I could see that. Now, I did just say now means the lefty, and I did just say the Rays are bad against lefties. So, this could be a chance for him to get off to a decent start. But the substances thing with means just especially just because he was someone who like was deep, was good, like solid last season, but this season had really taken off. And you just worry a little bit. Also, even this season, and I, this could have all been injury related, but he was like incredible for about seven starts. And then right. as he was heading out, Like he had like a like a six innings four runs and then he had a good one but then he had like five innings three runs and then he had a start that he left so maybe that was just the injury starting to set in Um, but he was starting to run out of magic like twelve strikeouts the nine strikeouts which is not classic John means those were earlier in the year and then he was starting to cool off so uh, even with like you said the the worrying he won't even throw five. I think I'd sit out one start. The good thing is if you sit out one start, it's probably not going to be that special. And if he has a nice start, let's say he goes five and gives up one run against the Rays, then you're like, okay, like here we go. I'll use him going forward, hopefully for the rest of the season. And maybe he keeps it going, but I'm a little worried about him. I would not be buying low on him. How about that also right now?
1: All right. Um, not justifying the means. I like no. it. Uh, yeah. so uh, we'll, we'll finish with that. We actually do have one question. I, I lied. We'll finish with a question and then we'll g- kind of go from there. Uh, Damien Dabrowski asks, uh, what's going on with Tony Gonsolin? Why does he suddenly look like Rick and <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, he's coming off a shoulder problem. I think it, it's, it's that simple. You know, I, you know, I, I just don't think he's the same pitcher as he was for, maybe he's changed his mechanics to try to stay healthier Oh, and he's just not the same guy right now.
2: I think that might be a bit of an overstatement too. Like he looked like Rick Ankeel last night, but pitchers have these starts. Like if you go back, like since he's, since he's been back, like the previous start, he threw four innings and walked one. The previous start to that, he threw five and a third and walked one. So like he's had some walk troubles for sure, since he's been back and he's for sure walking too many batters, but. And I don't, I think he's not, he's not, he's definitely not in Rick and kill t- territory, but he, he doesn't seem to be a hundred percent right now since he's been back. Like we've got one, well, this season, we've got one five inning start from him in seven yeah. starts. So, um, and the pitch counts are, they're not up there, but they're, but he's not staying in games. They're not pulling him because the pitch counts they are pulling him generally because he's not pitching that well. So um, I, I wouldn't, I can't, I, I don't want to drop Gonsolin just because Dodgers pitchers sometimes figure it out, but I'd be getting pretty close. So 19 to
1: walks and 28 innings. So, he had, yeah, those first two outings were pretty bad, too, Yeah. walk. So, yeah, yeah, uh, and he's walked at least one in all but one outing so far. And when would, you're you drop Gonsolin,
2: outings, would you drop Gonsolin in a 12, and would you drop him in a 15? Yes, no, one or the other? No,
1: for sure in the 15, because, again, yeah. who the hell am I going to pick up? You're picking and, up Spencer
2: Watkins, yeah. Yeah,
1: in uh, a 12, it's borderline. But I'd yeah. probably – I don't know. I'd still want to see one more time out. I mean, <laughs> the fact is, he faced the Giants too. It's also it was a tough outing. Um, yeah, yeah. Which I didn't think I'd be saying was true two years ago, and definitely, and even this year, I didn't at the start of this year, I didn't think that was true. But here we are. So yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'd probably hold on to him too. But good I question. I too. Thanks, yeah. Damien for the question. Appreciate that. Um, what are you? What's your next article for Yahoo? Do you know yet?
2: Uh, I've got a trade article coming out today, just some players who I think if they get traded, who are rumored to be traded and if they get traded, their value could go up uh, after the deadline. And then uh, same kind of theme on some waiver wire guys coming out later this week, just some guys who maybe are on the bench right now, but if, if popular trade rumors happen, they could get thrust into the starting lineup or they're a setup man right now. And if popular rumors happen, they could be a closer, things like that, um, you know, coming out for later this week.
1: All right, very good. Well, hey, every, thanks everyone for listening. Tomorrow we got the Prospect Podcast. I uh, will have a guest to be named later for Thursday. Uh, also, have Chris Harris for from Harris Football on a football podcast tomorrow morning. So looking forward to that and golf later today. Scott Jensad nailed Colin, Muraka, Colin Murakawa for the British Open uh, and Jeff Ritter, who uh, is for sports uh, Sports Illustrated Golf and Morning Read. He was all over Jordan Spieth and who finished second. So. We're going to do the golf one for the 3M Open later on today as well. So uh, lots of programming for you there. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the questions. Be well. We'll talk to you soon.
3: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality.